God's loyal people are destined to deliver a powerful warning message to the Jews. Learn how God recently revealed the way this will happen next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. I want to share some new revelation that God has given to the Philadelphia Church of God, and it's all about archaeology and how it proves the Bible to be God's Word. It also proves that Bible prophecy is God's prophecy. And that's proof that we need to build our faith. And I think it ought to inspire and really shake this world if they really understand it. And it applies to each one of us, and it applies to you, it applies to me in, in a powerful way. This is all about one verse, Isaiah 40 and verse 9. And I tell you, it is the biggest and most urgent sign in the Bible of the imminent coming of the Messiah. It is the biggest and most urgent sign in the Bible that the Messiah is coming very soon. I want to, before I get to that verse, I want to just read something to you here about the secret power of Bible archaeology that we have seen. And here's a report from our Watch Jerusalem website, and it reads, Archaeology is the most popular topic on the Watch Jerusalem website, or the audience in Israel. And especially, this is all true of the audience in Israel, or as the Bible would term it, Judah. But it goes on to say all of the top ten most popular pieces for 2019 are archaeology with your Key of David episode, King David's Palace, has been discovered in Jerusalem. Out of a random sample throughout the year, archaeology topics account for 60% of the most popular content for the website. News topics account for 31%. We thought it would be perhaps the reverse of that at one time, but that's not the case. The seals of Isaiah and King Hezekiah discovered, quote, let the stone speak, exhibit brochure, was the most downloaded piece of literature from the Watch Jerusalem website over the past two years. In 2019, it is the second most downloaded piece of literature after proof of the Bible. Archaeology is the main reason people come to the Watch Jerusalem website. And now we're working and planning to have a uh, small museum where we can illustrate all of that history and archaeology we, we have had over um, almost 30 years that we've been a part of the uh, archaeology in, uh, in Jerusalem under the Mazar family. But Dr. Alot Mazar feels that most academics have lost the vision needed to tell the history of Jerusalem and to draw attention to the significance of the archaeological discoveries. So what is the problem here? Why isn't uh, this message, let's say, getting to the cities of Judah like it should when they have all of these uh, astounding discoveries in Jerusalem? that we've talked about so often, and I'll touch on even a little more today. But uh, 
Let me read to you what it says in Psalm 102 and verse 14. For your servants, these are God's servants now, and it's also an end-time setting, and it's a prophecy for those of us today that are involved in archaeology. Notice it says, For your servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. So, why would God prophesy about this? Well, verse 13 says, You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. The set time. God has a set time for all this to be revealed and to be understood, and then to be proclaimed to this world. And in this case, especially to the nation called Israel today. Then verses 15 and 16 it says, So the heathen shall fear the name of the Eternal, and all the kings of the earth your glory. When the Eternal shall build up Zion, He shall appear in His glory. He's going to build up Zion, His people, His little flock, just before He's going to appear in glory. Now, there are all kinds of problems, and you can see them certainly surrounding Jerusalem today. And there's a reason why this message must go out at this time. It has to go out. Verse 13 talks about the set time is come. God has a set time to really amplify this message. And now is that time. We really need to build our vision surrounding Jerusalem and about Jerusalem. We have to have a, a vision of Jerusalem, and that we have to realize that if you dig down in the archaeology and you find all of these uh, biblical artifacts, then uh, th those stones speak. As Dr. Alot Mazar said, let the stones speak. Let them tell their own story and then tie it into the Bible, of course, and see if the Bible really is true. And there's just been uh, some of the most powerful and uh, widespread discoveries in uh, archaeology today, uh, more than any time ever on this earth. And uh, that is true, certainly, of Jerusalem. Dr. Alot Mazar, we've uh, helped her dig over the years, and, and her grandfather before that, and uh, she just said that she feels the, the academic people are losing their vision of the, this archaeological dig. It's not like it used to be, and they lack the vision that many of the common people, if we can uh, term it that way, they have. They hold firmly to their vision in the Bible, whereas the, uh, the elites have often just turned away from the Bible. And the message is not getting to the cities of Judah. That's the problem. And that's the problem that God is going to solve just before He says, Behold your God. Just before that, He's going to have to return to save Jerusalem and uh, this world from utterly exterminating all human life and uh, the life of everything. So we, uh, we plan on having this small museum, and we've been planning it for three or four months, and then uh, uh, we uh, 
want to people to know that this is not coming from uh, another country, but it's coming from their own uh, dig or their own archaeology in Jerusalem under Dr. Alot Mazar, who is a, a Jew living in Jerusalem, and she's a descendant of King David. And what she has found is truly, truly uplifting to anybody that knows anything about the Bible. And she's almost unique in the way she does approach her archaeology, and that is she believes Bible history, and she uses Bible history to direct her approach to archaeology and to digging. Notice this amazing scripture over in Isaiah 40 and verse 9. Here's what it says in the King James Version. I'll try to expand on that, but it says, O Zion, that bring good tidings, get you up into the high mountain. Get you up. It's an individual told to get up into the high mountain. And it's a, here literally a mountain, and I'll show you that as we go along. But it, it says, O Jerusalem, that bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. So, O you that bring good tidings, it reads in the King James, if you look at their reference, they, tell, they do correct something that needs to be corrected, but it says, O you that bring good tidings to Zion, instead of the way I just read it in the King James. So you get up into that high mountain, and again, referring to an individual, and in the second part it says, O you that bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with strength, and say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Now I looked into the, the interlinear Bible, it's in Hebrew and English, and here's the way it reads in Hebrew according to the direct translation here in this interlinear. It starts this way, and not the way it does in the King James. It says, On the high mountain go up for yourself. On this high mountain you go up for yourself. Talking to the bringer of tidings to Zion. In other words, this is the work that's going on. Lift up with strength your voice, bringer of tidings to Jerusalem. Lift up, do not be afraid. Say to Judah, Behold your God. So the important part of this is you saying, You go up yourself to the mountain. That's the, in the Strong's Concordance, it's that expression, go up for yourself, is 5927. And if you want to look at the theological word book of the Old Testament, it's about a literal. Uh, that, that's number 1624, and it's about a literal man and a literal mountain. So we need to keep that in mind, of course. And uh, when it starts, on the high mountain, go up for yourself. Then it says, you who bring good tidings to Zion. Or there's another part of this person's work, and that is you bring good tidings to God's own people who have turned away from God and forsaken Him. And then it says, Lift up with strength your voice. Again, it mentions another part of his work, which is not focused on here, though. Bringer of tidings to Jerusalem. Now, you need to look at that closely because Jerusalem, if it's not 
about the city itself, and you have to look at the context to determine that, but it is actually a type of the United States and Britain. And we prove that in our book on the United States and Britain in prophecy. And all of our literature is free. But it, again, it says, Lift up, don't fear, go to the cities of Judah, behold your God. It's all about the cities of Judah. This focus is. It's about the cities of Judah. It's not about the other work that is done by this individual and his supporters, but it focuses on the cities of Judah. And it's a, really a command by God telling this person to get up into this high mountain. And we're now and have been working for, uh, thinking for really for four months about uh, establishing a museum in Jerusalem where we can display all of uh, Dr. Elot Mazar's archaeology discoveries. And we, have, we think we may have uh, found a building that we're going to get which would really be ideal for having a small museum in uh, the ground floor. And it is uh, slightly higher than the Mount of Olives. So God is speaking in the context of Jerusalem. And he's saying, now, you get up into a, the, the high mountain. This is a high mountain in Jerusalem. And it says, then, of course, lift up your voice. Now, before we thought, well, that's just talking about TV and radio. But look, we've gone into Jerusalem on TV before from Cyprus, and uh, we didn't have to go up uh, any place. Uh, we just had to send. Uh, send our message to them, and they would send it out to Jerusalem, and it was all done with tapes at that time. So also we almost went into Jerusalem when Herbert W. Armstrong was going to talk about Isaiah 40 and verse 9, and then all of a sudden the 1967 war broke out, and that was the end of that. But you don't need to, uh, with the, let's say if you're going to get on radio or TV, you don't need to go up yourself. But here it says, you go up yourself. This is talking about a real mountain, a real mountain. And then it talks about uh, how literal this mountain is, and I'll, I just want to uh, talk to you a little bit about what it says in the uh, Moffat translation. Here's what it reads in that translation, and it really is very accurate. Up to the high hills, O herald of happiness to Zion, raise your voice loudly, O herald of happiness in Jerusalem, raise it fearlessly, and tell the towns of Judah, Here is your God. Now, again, you see, it's talking about Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, or the towns of Judah, the cities of Judah in the King James. So uh, when it talks about Jerusalem, though, it's talking about the United States and Britain. Now, they are a part of Israel. If people don't know that, they need to really uh, study this book on the United States and Britain in prophecy because, well, they are Israel, but so is the uh, nation called Israel today. But Jerusalem is also one of the cities of Judah. So you can see there is a uh, double meaning here. Well, there is a single meaning in Jerusalem where you uh, sometimes might uh, think there's a double meaning, but 
but it's talking about archaeology and getting this message of archaeology to the cities of Judah, but it also applies to America and Britain in a spectacular way, not just the cities of, of Judah or the, the uh, area surrounding Jerusalem. So it is the, and then it also talks about the work we have going around the world. Then, uh, if you look at Gesenius Hebrew and Chaldee lexicon, it says this: uh, the word to go up, uh, fifty-nine twenty-seven, implying that you go up. It is very often used in speaking of those who go from a lower region towards a higher one, or uh, it says in another place, a tract of rising ground. A tract of rising ground, Joshua 16, verse 1, and Joshua 18, and verse 12. And then it says, to be led up, which would be meaning they are led up by Messiah. After all, who would be doing this? You're, you're ascending, you're going up, and some person is doing this. Get yourself up. Now, if you have a building and you have a museum in it, then what are you going to do? Uh, if you go up on a mountain, it must be a, about having a place from which to operate and get the message to the cities of Judah, and say to the cities of Judah, probably in person, maybe there will be some other way to get the message there, but I would think it would be in person. And then if you go to those people and you could invite them back to the museum and let them see what Dr. Alot Mazar has discovered, and they will be amazed because they get so little information on that. Are the elites getting the message out to them? Well, it doesn't mean that much to the elites. Of course they wouldn't be. Now, they have a right to believe what they want, but there are cities in Judah that really would, would and do love this message. And we can I showed you with those early statistics I gave to you. But see, again, you can think, well, okay, if you're going to go to the cities of Judah, you'd better be able to talk to them about something that's really of interest to them. And nothing is more interesting than archaeology, and especially archaeology about King David. And there's all kinds of that in, uh, in Jerusalem. But I'm telling you, uh, that uh, I believe that God inspired uh, me to see that and to realize that uh, that's the only way that you're, only, you're going to be able to reach those cities. And this is a prophecy just prior to the coming of the Messiah. So we have to get the message out there, but how do you do that? Well, we've never known before. And now we do, and God has shown us how you can do that. This is a message that needs to go to the cities of Judah, and other people around the world are going to see that and be at least witnessed against. But America and Britain ought to understand it a lot better than what they do, because they are a part of Israel, and we've said that for years, and most people don't know that, but we've got to reach the common people, as Dr. Elot Mazar would say, the people that have that vision more than the elites. That is amazing, because the elites don't believe much in the Bible, and the other people believe in it a lot more, the other people of uh, Judah, or the nation called Israel. And Dr. Yalat Mazar has just found 
unparalleled discoveries. Here's something I'll just quickly uh, mention to you about uh, David's palace. We've discussed that before. This is a 90 foot long wall and it has 12 feet thick walls. And then the, later they, they, she found some with 16 foot wide walls. And she said, well, this is not just a house. This, this is a fantastic house. This is David's palace. And it, it is in that time period of 100 years surrounding King David. Isn't that amazing? I tell you, King David is where the throne of David was, and God made a promise to David that He would sustain that throne from, that, from His time all the way to the coming of the Messiah. Now that's, uh, we've got some brochure we're going to send you that will explain a lot of that to you, but it is uh, so inspiring and uplifting. Christianity Today wrote an article about Dr. Mazar, and they said, Archaeology is rebel, Bible in one hand, spade in the other. Elot Mazar is unafraid to claim archaeological finds of biblical proportions. That's right. And what about the uh, two seals? Uh, well, they were the seals of the uh, two princes that were alive when Jeremiah was alive, and they had him put in prison and wanted to have him killed, and we found those two seals and were able to bring them here to our auditorium and have the premier tour of those two artifacts, which was a great honor for us and to be given that opportunity. But these princes that wanted to put Jeremiah to death just before the Chaldeans conquered Judah in 585 B.C. Now, uh, if you look at the book of Jeremiah, and you need to get that book from us because it is a type. It's a type of what is going to happen in this end time if we don't repent of our sins. So we all need to get that warning, no matter who it is. Well, anyhow, you see the problems that are going on in Jerusalem today, and they're uh, receiving missiles into Judah or Israel and uh, from uh, Gaza and the radical Islamic terrorists sponsored by Iran. And now Jerusalem has retaliated. But you can see the kind of problems there are. People who just want, want war. They want a war and they keep firing missiles into Israel until Israel has to retaliate to protect themselves. And it's really very bad over there. And you can see the problems. Don't you think that uh, maybe they are of the size problem, problems that uh, we ought to look into? One of the articles about that talks about World War III. And I tell you, it is going to lead into World War III. If we don't wake up and listen to what God says in Bible prophecy and through this archaeology, the, the, this, this is a terrible time that we live in today with all these nuclear bombs, and Iran is just about to get the nuclear bomb, and then what are they going to do? But you see, the, the amazing thing about Isaiah 40 and verse 9 is the good news is, well, you, you need to have vision here, because at this very time 
when these archaeological discoveries are made, it says, Behold your God. It's a sign, the biggest sign and the most urgent sign in this world that the Messiah is about to come back to this earth. He's about to come and give us the peace and joy and happiness that we desperately need. That's something to be excited about and something we ought to study into because there are problems in this world that man cannot solve. They're just too huge and dangerous to even think of a man solving them. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. The life story of the prophet Jeremiah is one of staggering hope for Jerusalem. As the Jews were on the verge of a crippling defeat and enslavement to Babylon, Jeremiah bought a plot of land. In Judah's darkest days, Jeremiah envisioned a time when the Jews would be free and at peace again. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Jeremiah and the Greatest Vision in the Bible, to understand how Jeremiah fought off discouragement and built life-saving hope. Discover the end-time importance of Jeremiah's message. Learn valuable lessons from the failures of churches and nations so you don't repeat the same deadly mistakes. The reward God is offering is worth any amount of sacrifice and struggle. As God's work expands in Jerusalem, you need to know why God places such high value on archaeology. Request Gerald Flurry's free reprint article, Archaeology Thunders, Behold Your God, for absolute tangible proof of the Holy Bible. Artifacts discovered in the dust of Jerusalem match up perfectly with the biblical record. If the Bible is accurate regarding archaeology, what about the rest of the book? Could the Bible's prophecies be true too? What is God's warning message to you? Read Archaeology Thunders, Behold Your God, to find out. You will also receive a copy of our free reprint article, A Palace Fit for a King. Perhaps the most stunning archaeological discovery ever, King David's Palace, proves that the ancient king was much more than an obscure tribal chieftain, as skeptics claim. Under King David, the nation of Israel expanded rapidly and was blessed by God. The discovery of King David's palace reminds us of David's impactful relationship with God. He became known as a man after God's own heart. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Jeremiah and the Greatest Vision in the Bible, Archaeology Thunders Behold Your God, and A Palace Fit for a King. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.